0: It's beefy, baby.
1: Beef. My name is Luke Hodson. Alex Morrison. Beef. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Beef. Let's get it. Beef. Grease-soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Beef. Rated PG-13. Beef. Your mom didn't make that casserole. <laughs> Beef. That right there, folks.
0: Is our first intro brought to you by Freddie? I'm obsessed. Are you?
1: Me obsessed too. I with love it? it. Shout out to Freddie for making that for us.
0: Yeah, uh, Freddie, you're gonna get a big, big shout out uh, on Instagram. We're uh, make sure to follow Freddie on all socials, including SoundCloud. Um, a really spectacular artist and just a all around incredible human being. Thank you for working with us on that. That was so much fun. But hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the Bucket of Beef Show. 11. Wow. We're really moving. Yes, we are. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. We're here to bring you some of the best content around (laughs) in the craziest combination of
1: movies we have done uh, yet. What are we doing today, Luke? Today we will be talking about two. I think these are both two classic films. Absolutely. Uh, We will be discussing uh, the iconic uh, book, uh, which then became a major motion picture. Fifty Shades of Grey, as well as, what's the other film we'll, we'll be talking about? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The 1990 version. Yes, sir. Oh my goodness, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? I'm doing well. We're, we're coming off uh, just having finished Fifty Shades of Grey. No more than 15 cause, minutes cause ago. Because we really wanted to have it at the forefront of our minds. <laughs> we'll be discussing that film first. Yeah. And then we'll be moving into... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, just a fair warning to everyone, this, this podcast is probably going to be a bit more explicit uh, than some of our past ones. Yeah. So if you're squeamish on any sort of uh, kind of sexual discussions, uh, you might want to skip ahead to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles portion mm-hmm. of our discussion. Uh, you can go to this point in the podcast if you'd prefer that. 37 minutes and 21 seconds. Perfect. Um, Also, just uh, before we hop into Fifty Shades of Grey, I I think I am going to give a little bit of a content warning for it. Yeah, uh, just because there there's probably a chance that we'll discuss um, uh, some themes around uh, child abuse and sexual abuse in general. Yeah, uh, fair uh, warning involving minors. Uh, So just a fair warning to you guys. I'm not sure how much we'll get into that, but just in case we do kind of delve down into that rabbit hole, I just want to make sure that everyone. Uh, knows what maybe just coming. totally
0: aware, just totally yep. aware. All right, man. Ready for the synopsis? ready to go? Yes,
1: I told Alex that I would be doing the synopsis for this, uh, so I am going to give it my darndest. Let's go, boy. Fifty Shades of Grey follows sexual loser <laughs> Anastasia Steele and uh, certified purebred son of Zeus. <laughs> And certified slut <laughs> Christian Grey from their uh, their humble beginnings as uh, college students. Oh
0: Jesus Christ!
1: And twenty uh, seven year old CEO and billionaire of what I'm assuming is a Fortune 500 company it has to be uh, on their uh, their journey um, through sexual. Uh, Business compatibility and a potential budding romance. Where will the story take these two characters? Um, Are they emotionally available with each other? (laughs) Uh, Is therapy needed for either of them? Absolutely for both of them. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And getting into it, um, honestly, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. It it was like it was a very fun movie to watch with Alex. And honestly. And I'll get into this a little bit later. I think in the discussion of this, Uh, it's kind of a depressing movie. Yeah, it was for me. Like the last thirty minutes were pretty more than the last thirty minutes. More than the last thirty minutes. But kind of just uh, right off the bat, um, I did not realize that Christian Grey in the novel was basically groomed and sexually abused in like a pretty uh, intense. like bondage situation by his mom mo- by his mother's friend when he was fifteen. Yeah, first what did he say for six years? For six years he was her submissive. Mm-hmm. Pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really expect that. I wasn't sure if the movie was treating it as a like ooh kind of mysterious like ooh that's kind of hot just because like there's some I I, I there's I think there's honestly like a pretty scary amount of the population that really doesn't treat um like the sexual abuse of a minor when it's uh like a, like a, a male identifying person yeah. versus when it happens to a female identifying person mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure how the movie was going to address that cuz when they first brought it up it didn't really seem like uh like he was making it seem like a big deal at all No not at all um, but then we we later on in the film Anastasia brings it up that she does View it as sexual assault, which I think would be absolutely fair Mm -hmm. to characterize that. I think it is.
0: Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, Yeah, but in this film, uh, how does it start off, Alex? Do you want to lead? Do I want to lead?
0: I don't know, man. Do you want me to handle it? I can handle it. No, let me go for just like a second. Let me go for just like a second. Because this movie goes to a million different places, and it was so funny because, like, there is a, a legitimate full 30 minutes, like, throughout the entire movie where Luke was on his feet. (laughs) <laughs> like, I was.
1: I was very physically involved like in this Like cheering
0: film. or upset. There were so many emotions to be had with this
1: movie. And the cheering was because I, I perfectly predicted many outcomes <laughs> yeah. in this film. Tell about the
0: outcomes you predicted. So man.
1: my favorite outcome with this, with the first moment where I jumped to my feet in joy, was when Anastasia Steele says to, uh, to Christian Grey, uh, are you going to make love to me now? And before Christian Grey uh, uttered his response I said he's going to say no I fuck and what did he say
0: I fuck exactly <laughs> and I was
1: oh I was over the moon I was overjoyed yeah. it was one of my most uh, my most proud moments in uh, in cinematic viewing yeah um, yeah I was proud of myself I, yeah I
0: felt like a kid watching this honestly cuz yeah, there honestly. were there were a lot of moments where you're just like ooh ooh. he's like ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. oh so naughty like the one thing we kind of debated for like half a second was like okay are we going to see his butt or her boobs. First thing. And I was like it's going to be her boobs. That's how it has to be. And it was her boobs and I was very proud then, of that. And then
1: shortly thereafter we did see Christian No Grey's no more ass. than 20 seconds after that. Yeah. It was it was. It, was it, it, it gave the people what they wanted. It was
0: some gray Christian ass. Yeah.
1: I will praise the the R rating um like the way that they filmed all of the sex scenes mm-hmm. was very good. Yeah. It very much looked like they were engaging and penetrative sexual intercourse. Yeah. Um and they weren't. I looked up uh some stuff in the middle of the movie. Um and they used um it, what uh what Jamie D- Doman is a Doman or And also Dorm- just Dorm- just just to say Luke really wanted it to be porn. I did not. He well,
0: wanted it to be porn
1: and I was like Luke it can't be like that. So that's why he went and looked it up. That's true. It had an R rating. Um but they used uh, basically what they used were uh, apparently, uh, Jamie – is it Jamie Dornan? I Dorn- can't read it. Dornan. So Jamie Dornan, uh, he was in an interview. I believe it was the – was either on, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or something, one of the late-night talk shows. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he used a wee bag. He's, uh, he's from, I think, Northern Ireland. Uh, so he basically used a bag around his genitals. Mm-hmm. And Dakota Johnson used kind of like a, uh, I guess like a safety sticker. Kind of over her genitals, so there was never any sort of, I suppose, direct genital contact <laughs> through all of which this. is
0: crazy. Because honestly, like they were, they really it was a point crazy. I was there like, was actually there, for there sure was doing a it.
1: scene that like they they like without it the one when without he's directly in showing her anything? apartment. I think so. Yeah, I think well, it's... well, the like the most thrusting involved sure scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much looked like penetrative sex. So yeah. props to the cinematographer. Of this film uh, for really selling yeah, every moment mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the characters. Yes.
0: Because this is all just so wonky. It is. All of this. It
1: is. So uh,
0: Dakota Johnson plays like an English major and she's very timid. Um, almost comically timid. Yes. At the beginning. Yeah. Um, and uh, she immediately meets Christian Grey for like an interview that her roommate is trying
1: to conduct for some reason. Yeah, she's supposed to, but I guess she's sick. Yeah. So, so, do you have Anastasia any idea about in.
0: what he does? Like, what is, what is this company?
1: No clue. We don't know.
0: Okay. I was just curious we don't if know. you had thought about
1: it because uh, I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, I still don't know. Is it a hedge fund? Is he in crypto? He does. He, he's feeding the hungry in Africa. He supposedly <laughs> has a wealthy family. You know what I bet? I bet, what if in the, because uh, just heads up to everyone listening, uh, Alex and I don't really know anything about. What happens not a clue. in the in the fifty shades universe like we're we're familiar obviously, but we don't know any of the ins and outs of the story mm-hmm. at all um it, I think it'd be pretty crazy if it ended up being that he was he was laundering money through all of his uh through his um like malnourishment um like projects is like feeding the hungry projects in Africa. Yeah, okay. I think that would be appropriate for the level of fucked up that he seems to be Yeah, so yeah, far. he is a... He's a, a fundamentally broken man. <laughs> um, And... His
0: favorite line in this
1: movie is always along the lines of, I can't learn anything. Yes. I honestly kind of... I feel bad for him. Yeah. Like, I really do feel bad for Christian yeah. Grey, honestly. It, he's like, simultaneously... I, I simultaneously find him so annoying. And also feel very bad for him. Yeah,
0: I told Luke like I don't know like two thirds of the way through the movie, I was like, he's like Bruce Wayne, but instead of like beating up people, he like beats up that thing in bed.
1: Yeah, he's literally he's like he's like Bruce Wayne if instead of becoming Batman, he became a sadist. Yeah, like a professional, mm-hmm. like industrial grade sadist. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh yeah, this uh this whole
0: thing is so interesting. The the one part in my brain that's sticking out is because like the NDA was signed. Like
1: yeah, they signed. She signed the NDA. They never got around to signing the actual paperwork because they did kind of end up developing a romantic relationship that just doesn't require that. I guess yeah. But also like it was so like the
0: part that was most laugh out loud funny was like the narrative. Or the narration of, like, him reading what the contract says. Mm -hmm. It's an agreement between dominant and the submissive. And she's like, ooh. And And she, like, searches, like, what submissive
1: is on Google. And she gets two pictures in and is like, I have to close my laptop. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Well, it's funny because she sees the people tied up. And she, like, is like, I can't do this. And then she agrees to being tied up. She's like, fine. And she was certainly not tied up in the way that. The other women were in the yeah, pictures no. that she saw. It was much. It, it was much more like spread eagle formations at all times. But it is like um, a. It,
0: it's not like a ploy, but it's like a. It's like a way that she must see like a way to get to understanding him. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like it's almost opportunistic, for her. That's fair. I suppose. so like yeah. I think that's really
1: interesting. Um, I thought there were some honestly really funny moments in this movie. Like I love the fucking business meeting that they have. And she's like, no anal fisting, and you can just see his—he he, like the inner child in him dies. Drains, like he wants, dude. he wants it so bad. <laughs> and then she's like, vaginal fisting, no. And then he, his heart is broken once again. There's so many like little boy moments that he has. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, why can't I play with it? Yeah, like,
0: but he does such a like, like the actor does such a good job. Of, I like, honestly think both displaying of them playing like job. such
1: subtle emotion. Yeah. Like, I'm really, I know that I'm a, impressed. I know that. that a lot of people really shat on uh jamie and dakota's uh like acting in this Mm -hmm. but i think they're honestly kind of doing a hell of a job for what they're given they're
0: doing a very good job yeah and uh christian gray's dialogue is not fantastic at all
1: whatsoever no but like neither is neither is anastasia's really no hers is like a little better i guess because like you understand like because she's like more of a normal person so like her yeah the questions and like what she's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, things are happening. She's, to she's her. much more actively affected in all of this, yeah. so her feelings make more sense.
0: Yeah, you know, she's like an observer; like she's literally just like watching. Yeah, him do shit. Well,
1: beca- and I mean, she is like she is an object for the audience to see themselves because because yeah. this is like you know it's part it's a collection of fantasy of like of sexual fantasy books. Yeah, basically. So she is basically supposed to be the vessel for the reader. Yes. And for the viewer. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we would identify more with her than with Christian Grey. Sure. It's yeah. not necessarily Not a not lot of people identify with Christian Grey. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Just naturally. Um, so that was really interesting. What did you think of the playroom?
1: Of the playroom? Since that
0: was like a big central focus, because like, I feel like we were working
1: toward that for a lot of the movies. I mean, listen, get if, in there. if you're into that kind of stuff, yeah, it looked great. Yeah. You know, he spent a lot of money, keeps it clean. Yes. You know, it's very keeps clean. it official and respectable. I feel like there wasn't enough, like, felty velvet. No, there wasn't. He did He did bust out the peacock feather. He did. He, he did bust out the did. peacock feather. He did use that. Um, there's, like, a weird – it's so fucked up. Because she basically – like, he does want her to be his sex slave. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Um, And that's, like, kind of youchy to me. Um, I mean, there's, but there are people that are really into that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that whole part, that whole thing to me, like the, the kind of basically like property ish aspect is like, Ooh. Yeah. And, and it's also like, I, like I, he's always saying like, Oh, I, I do this because we both want to do it because you, you want to be this way. And he's like but he's like very much grooming her he's like grooming into this. her yeah like well but he's like really into like she's like this doe-eyed girl that's like just coming out of school and she's also a virgin and like all that stuff and it's kind of like giving echoes of his his being groomed by this older woman too mm-hmm. and that for me is like okay maybe this is kind for me this is kind of feeling like it's veering from like kink to like severe emotional like repression yeah emotional repression and
0: also there is like like they're kind of using each other mildly emotionally oh yeah there's like a ton of
1: manipulation from both
0: sides of both sides of this and like my thing is like like we said we know nothing about what the next two films slash books are
1: i think they do get married In the third one. Don't –
0: I might watch these. Like, I might watch all of them. I think we have to now. I'm kind of invested. (laughs) But, like, I just – I want to know what, like, really is going to happen. Because at the end of this movie, they just kind of leave each other in the rain. And I'm like – It's very Seattle at the end. It's very – It's sequel bait. But, like, where could you have left this off where, like, it may not have to
1: necessarily have a sequel?
0: You know what I mean? Oh, youth,
1: youth! Yeah, the way that they set it up. You think? The way that they set it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it leaves people wanting more. Of course, it leaves people it, wanting you know? more. Yeah, I want more. I think it's a successful. I think it was a, a successful ending. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, an in, in, in interesting film. An interesting <laughs> film. What did you think of the side characters in this?
0: Uh, Kate was okay. Kate was cool. Kate um, was the roommate. Yeah. Okay. I would have liked to see because Every,
1: everyone in this movie is beautiful. Yeah. Very good. Like very um, attractive people in this. Movie.
0: I I just want to like I want Anastasia to have conversations about Christian, but she outside. can't. She signed the I NDA. I know she can't. But I want I want her to have those conversations with Kate so I can like grasp how she's feeling outside of him, right? Yeah. Because it's pretty fucked. Yeah, up. Yeah. Because Kate Kate is aware of a lot of it. So I mean like. That's whatever, that's broken. I just and, and Kate also has this now like two thirds of the way through the movie, this like concern. Yeah. That she's just giving all of herself and it's not going at her pace. And like I don't know, I'm really interested in Kate. Um uh it, a lot of this was really cringe and like the one character I was like, Stop is the guy who was trying to make out with her in the yes. bar, who was like her friend slash photographer. Oh, what was his name in the movie? Oh my goodness. Uh See, let's see, let's
1: see. Let us see. Yeah, Jose. Jose. Jose, Jose
0: Rodriguez. Man, he was really trying to get in there. And that whole scene made me uh, so a, at the bar when she's so uncomfortable. Yeah, when she's
1: so drunk outside. She's drunk. Well, first she calls him. Oh, well she calls Yeah, she calls she, yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah, she calls
0: Christian just fucking wasted. And he like shows up. And then Jose is there, and he's like, "I like, I love you. I want to be with you." And she just like, kiss me,
1: just one kiss. Yeah, and it's like,
0: oh. Christian God. shows up, shoves the fuck out of him, and then she's like, "Ah!" And then vomits everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Stop!" This whole interaction needs to end right now. Yeah, it was Please, very, very cringy,
1: very yeah, yikey, very yikey. There's a, lot, a few yikey moments in this movie, but for like sure. the
0: thing with Christian for me is that he is everywhere. Like he is. He's everywhere yeah. and like he like he's like, I don't want to be away from you. So he just follows her and like he shows up in her apartment. Yeah, and that
1: shit's fucking creepy.
0: That's creepy, dude. And like goes all the way to Georgia. Also, the most confusing thing about this movie, uh not like confusing, but like, no, you're going against your rule. What the fuck is this? Is like he's like calling her his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. And like he's, taking public he's the, photos. He's the one that's going out of the contract. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter when he does it because he's the dominant.
0: I guess, man. He can do
1: whatever the fuck he wants because of his little contract. Hey, she's taking you know? control,
0: too. I like it.
1: I know. You got you to gotta fight him.
0: I was like, fuck, yeah. yeah. The burlap. Give an inch, to take him. a mile. Yeah.
1: For Anastasia. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's definitely what Christian's trying to do. Like, everything that he's doing is, like, a manipulation, you know? He's, mm-hmm. like, getting her – he gets her the car. He sells her car without her knowing – he, so, so she is dependent on him in that way. Basically, he is like he's really resistant on the dating on the on the dates idea. So that when he does grant it, it feels like a huge concession for her. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, he really does care. Like he's really doing all this shit for me. When if he would have just done it when she wanted him to, it wouldn't have felt as big. Mm-mm. It's like all these like manipulations that are really fucking. That are fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, that goes beyond, like, having a kink. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like total life control isn't really a kink, in my opinion. No, but. You, Maybe it is to some people. No. But, but in this way, it, it feels very off-putting and yeah, Very film. off-putting.
0: And the funniest part, like, about that is when they're at dinner with the
1: family. Yeah. And he's, like,
0: trying to touch her leg, and she's like, fucking stop. Yeah. And he's like, you don't fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, like, what the fuck is Crazy.
1: <laughs> Crazy. Oh, uh, so weird. What was your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part of this movie? Uh, I think we should do favorite part of this movie and the most erotic scene to us in this movie. And least favorite. We're gonna and least it, we favorite. We got three bits. Yeah, okay. Um, One of my favorite parts of this movie, I really liked her sassy emails to him. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> shit was hilarious. And I also just like creating in my mind the idea that like, all of the emails that he's sending are from his work email his corporate, his email. corporate email and <laughs> his like, assistant's like yeah. jesus and Christ. like eventually vice news is gonna get him <laughs> and like it's gonna be like all over for this man uh, that's kind of my fantasy for how this goes um the most like ooh like steamy sex scene for me was the ice cube me too when he me busts too. the ice cube out yeah that was pretty hot <laughs> i'll be honest Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but I thought the Ice Cube thing oh, was pretty. Oh god! Yeah, sorry. I got our parents sorry. listen
0: to this podcast. Sorry,
1: family. <laughs> uh, the Ice Cube is pretty, pretty hot. Um, my least favorite was the like the lashing thing at the end when she's like crying, when he's like getting the six licks in. She because she's just like so not into it and like so just like demeaned in that moment. And he's just like so into it. Like that is the most like
0: I'm not even sure he's into it. He seemed
1: into it. Like to first, me. At first
0: at first he did. And well then yeah, it didn't
1: seem like that is that is true. I guess like by the by the time like he realizes that he like really hurt her that way, he's like, Oh shit. Uh I stepped out of bounds there. Yeah. Um but he never really apologizes for it, does he? In the film, he
0: comes into the room and is like he like
1: checks in on her and stuff. Yeah,
0: like he's like, "Do you still like me?" Basically, yeah. Like he's like, <laughs> "Are we
1: still cool?" Yeah, yeah. And that's I, right. I guess, I mean, to play devil's advocate, I guess if like you were sexually into that and you thought your partner was like down for it, because she does say like, "Do your worst to me," you know. Yeah, and but then that's you, like
0: after the argument, though. That like is that, true. That really that is true. Not true. Even that's a more of a twisted. That is true. Yeah, that is
1: true. Um. I don't know, but, like, for him, I'm imagining what he's going through is, like, oh, I thought, like, my partner would be into this and it hurt her in the worst way imaginable, and I feel horrible for this. Yeah. But I don't know how much he actually feels that way or if he's just kind of sad that he doesn't get to play his game the way he wants to. No, of course, because you know? he was
0: upset about whatever meeting was happening. Yeah, yeah. And she comes to comfort him, and he's like, "No, I don't do emotions." Yeah, for like the nineties. He's like, time. "I just
1: want to punish you right now," which is it's ugh, like, ugh. weird." Yeah,
0: I mean, like, yeah. Um, my favorite moment was, uh, oh shit! I think the when he comes into the hardware store. Yeah, I like. I just thought that was just so goofy. Yeah, he's like, "I'm here to shop," and she and she's like, "Are you done shopping for your serial killer things?"
1: Yeah, he very much gives Dennis Reynolds vibes yeah. <laughs> from It's Always Sunny. It's about the implication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, like,
0: my favorite part because I was like, this is just so silly. Why is she buying this? Why is yeah. he, he – like he, like that was the first time he had, like, shown up to a place that she was at. It was so Yeah, uncomfy. that was, like, the beginning
1: of, like, the kind of uncomfy him showing up wherever she is moments. Yeah. You know?
0: And uh, most erotic moment, of course, was the ice cube. I was like, man, I can add that to my list, man. Like, that's pretty cool. That's a cool little thing that people do. Um, and then my least favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like the part that you were talking about was like, yeah, like, that was not great. And, of course, that's like not kosher, not chill. The undressing her while she was sleeping was kind of, ugh, too. Yes, it was. You know? Yes, it was. Um but I don't know. I think the part that kinda I was like pulled out from No pun intended. Jesus. <laughs> is the uh um at the the graduation ceremony. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he he's like he essentially is like, yeah, the contract, like while she's on stage as she received her like Her diploma her diploma yeah. and like takes that's the moment of advantage that's like Dude, like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. She gotta have to true. hold that with her forever. Like, that's I know, like, I, know. like and I don't know if this ends good or bad. If it ends good, I guess that's like fine. Water like, under the bridge, I guess. Yeah. But that's still a weird time and place to do that. It like, is. Yeah. I don't know. So that was like my, my least favorite part next to what you said
1: was your least favorite part. Yeah. Fair. Um, so yeah,
0: man, 50 shades of gray.
1: Wait, what does he say? I'm 50 shades I'm 50, of fucked I'm up. I'm 50 shades of fucked up, man. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. God fucking, I'm fucked up. Fifty Shades to gray. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: I hope I, I I hope that when he's like also like when he drinks too much, like when he drinks seventeen gin and tonics, when he's in in sad boy mode, that he also says I'm Fifty Shades of fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah. right now." laughs> but like he's
0: like really chill. His I fist need, is pumping. I need he n- has spr- that – Yeah, he's, he's like has a, that tie around his yeah. head. <laughs> he's
1: doing Molly at the at the sex club, and <laughs> yeah. fucking. Oh, what there used to be a there used to be a. uh Oh, I can't remember. There used to be a swingers club in New York in, like, the 70s and 80s, and I can't remember what it was called. Uh, But he's, like, at that play. He's at the swingers spot, which, honestly, he wouldn't be allowed to be in the swingers spot because they didn't allow single men to go in there. Yeah. Um, But I guess if he was with Anastasia there. um, Yeah, he's just, like, pounding his fist. He's, like, hugging everybody. I'll make a PG in the swingers club. He's hugging everyone. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, man, I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Well, he's doing a line god no man this was it was
0: I, I i don't think this movie was good but i no, also think but it
1: very much like gets your attention yeah it held <laughs> it held
0: my ass in there for sure it
1: like very it very much has the twilight energy yeah it's like a like like the twilight energy times like 50 yeah you know it, it very much has that kind of style to well it. yeah i mean it's also and,
0: the same story as like female lead like like observes guy who is like there
1: is something seriously wrong with this and man, and like extra more powerful than her. It's like a, it's very much like a power and control fantasy. Yeah. Obviously, yeah,
0: you know, which I I really I've never read any romance novels. I've I've seen most of Twilight, but I've never been like, I've never understood that. But like I I watch this and I'm like I I think I get it. I get the idea at yeah. least. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, okay. I don't really know what else to say about this movie. Yeah,
1: I think we can leave it at that. Yeah. Mhm. If you, if you if you guys if you guys have any questions, you can DM us. Yeah, feel free to DM us. At we'll bucket talk a about Beef it. show on Instagram. we <laughs> be happy to address any of your questions or concerns on this episode. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Strange movie. Okay. I'm going to go for the for the uh for the what's it called? The beef scale or
1: the Well, you you want to do a one out of 10?
0: Yeah, we're going to do it. Well, uh how do we normally do it? <laughs> We
1: normally do one out of ten, and then we do the beef score. Okay. This movie's got Alex so flustered; he can't even think of how we. I'm literally
0: the sweating right now. It's not great. Um, so, one, one to ten. This is this is like a six.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I
0: think if I had been any less in, invested in what was going on, I'd be like, well, yeah, whatever. Because the one thing I keep thinking about is like any of their dialogue without music, would be.
1: That is true. The music unbearable. The music really helps this film. Yeah. I honestly do think, I, and I don't think the cinematography in this film was like mind blowing in any way, but they do a good job of like of capturing the tension and the. At least I think so. Mm-hmm. The tension and kind of like the scale of this whole thing, absolutely. Um, w- with with their camera work and the music helps even yeah. more. But, like, For sure.
0: Without that stuff, the dialogue is. Trash. It would be a pretty
1: rough. I mean, I think a lot of movies would be pretty rough, rough to watch without any sort of scoring behind them. Yeah, but, but this like, one especially. There's just
0: so much dialogue in this that it's just it's repeating. That like yeah. Anytime there's conflict between the two, it's like, why won't you let me in? And you – I can't. Like that's yeah. That's the whole movie. It, dude. Really, it
1: really is the same six lines over and over. It again, is just with different kind of flourishes and sad pieces. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they they basically repeat the same scene, like, four times. Like, but just with different dates and different ideas When they're about to have sex. Like, she doesn't want to, and then, or she does want to, or she, like, doesn't want it the way that it is done, you know? Yeah. It's like, or she wants to have sex, but she doesn't like the way that things are romantically going, you know? Yeah. It's, like, very much, it's 50 shades of the same scene. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) You know?
0: That's totally fair. So, uh, 6 out of 10 for me. Um, this is just a, a tenderized steak for me. Yeah, just Hidden fucking with pounded. that fucking mallet, just going, going, going. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit too tenderized. Or not tenderized enough. I want to say that. Not yeah. tenderized enough. Uh, that's where
1: I'm at. Yeah. Uh, For me, I'll give it a 6.5. I think that it seemed like the people that worked on this movie did work – did, like, put their best foot forward with it, I think. Um, I'm sure that they're – this seems like it would be would have kind of been like a hard movie to work on, you know. Just it's it's it pushes the envelope a little, yeah. You know, um, so I uh, appreciate all the work that they put in. Oh, one hundred percent in that regard. Yeah. I think everyone did a good job. I really and I know that critics and some audiences really did shit on the chemistry between Dakota Johnson and uh, uh, and Jamie Dornan. Uh, But I thought they were good. I thought it was about as good as it could have been, Yeah, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'll give it a 6.5 because of that. Um, In terms of my beef score, uh, I'll give it a – what's like a cut of beef that is like a very particular one for some people? Um, I'm going to give it – you know what? I'm gonna give it a very well done cheap steak, okay? Because there are some people that just like to work at it, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that really like to put themselves through it with like a dull steak with, knife. Yeah. <laughs> when they enjoy a <laughs> they meal, they just got a cool, go. yeah, and like some like, but like, but with a with a glass of cham- with a whole bottle of champagne, yeah, you know, like they're rewarding themselves for putting putting themselves through it. <laughs>
0: Emotional damage. Yeah, I like.
1: I would. I would never make the stretch to say that like this is a great film, and that this is by any means not. I think problematic in a lot of ways. I think especially for like younger people that might watch this movie. To be honest, Um, yeah, because it's just like there's a whole lot of emotionally fucked up stuff going on in this movie. A lot. Um, Yeah, but I think for those that are into that are into that kind of thing and want to, like, just be, like, kind of what the fuck while they're watching the movie, uh, you know, there's a place for those people. There certainly you know? is. And honestly, I think I'm one of them. I honestly did have a good time watching this movie. I had a movie, great time watching Even it. though yeah. it, there were parts that made me very sad. I just
0: don't know, like, like, outside, because me and you watch a lot of movies, like, I don't know where the audience is where, like, I could be like, you know, what we should watch tonight. Fifty Shades
1: of Grey. Yeah, but, like, casually is, like, a... Like just a you know. When would you like not watch it even movie. casually? You know, you know. I know. Like I don't know. It's kind of an event movie. It is an event. You know, movie. that's how I feel about it. Like I couldn't imagine like watching this by myself with a bottle of rose. <laughs> no. You know, I need I I need my buddy with me to watch this kind of <laughs> even stuff. Even then, I felt weird doing it. Like... <laughs> I think this this uh, build up our relationship to be even stronger. Sure. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. You think it deteriorates? I actually,
0: I bought you a car, and it's right outside. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and I have a helicopter waiting on the oh. roof. Oh. Yeah, and I need you to sign this agreement. Okay. Just real
1: quick. I will let you fist me anally. Really? Yeah. Why not? Cool. Anything for a friend. <laughs> cool.
0: Can we leave this alone Yeah, with now?
1: that, we're going to leave this alone. Okay. Thanks for listening to this. I hope you found this a little bit enjoyable, you Jeez. guys. Oh. Uh, this this was brought to you by our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, the patrons, the patrons this, voted for this, If one. you
0: wanted anything different or anything more, you are more than welcome to join us at patreon.com slash bucketofbeachow. Yes,
1: or you will have the power to choose what we watch. Um, and with that, we're going to go on to our uh, hopeful sponsors We'll see if anyone wants to sponsor us after that little oh, piece. Oh my
0: God. All right, guys. We'll see you in, uh, in the sewers of New York in a few minutes. But yeah, in commercial three, time.
1: two, one, Beep. All right, Alex. What do you want to be sponsored by? I'm making you go first this time.
0: I don't even. Uh, that was so quick. You did the beep, and it was so fast. Okay, I'm going to
1: do mine uh, for um, androids that give you massages. I wish so badly that I could just, like, press a button on my phone and an Android would appear and give me, like, an hour-long deep tissue shoulder massage. That's nice. Uh, I would very much like that. Um, Yeah, just, like, a nice, relaxing massage. I think I might have said something about massages before in another
0: sponsorship. You
1: did. Um, But this one is specifically an Android um, that's only thoughts and emotions are dedicated to loosening my tightened muscles. Yes. Uh and I want the Android service to be called um Oh my first one was gonna sound too sexual. It, it's not a sex massage thing. It's just like a pure relaxation, like therapeutic massage. Sure. Um hmm.
0: feels like a lie, but okay. I wanna
1: call it rub down, but that sounds too suggestive. <laughs> I rub down? I rub down. Yeah, a, it, it actually it comes on your phone with iBeer and iGun. You remember when that was a thing when yes, I, when dude, everyone in middle do. school just oh had iGun? Uh it'll be called um uh it'll just be called the Relax app. That's what it'll be called. Sure. Yeah. And it'll and and like when you summon the Android it'll be like, "Hello, I am Milo. I am your relaxer." Shall we begin? Shall we begin the rub down? Yes. <laughs> Before I rub you down, you must sign this contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what's yours, Alex? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Mine is uh, okay. I, I've been on the bus the last couple of days, like going home from work. And I, I, like, casually fall asleep on the window, and, like, every two seconds, my head just, like, slams up and slams against the window just because we hit a bump. Just doom, dong, doom, dong, doom, dong, doom, doom, So I want, like, a pillow that protects from that. Like a helmet? <laughs> no, I don't know what I want a <laughs> helmet. Yeah, okay, a pillow helmet. <laughs> I want a pillow helmet that goes around my neck and protects my, my, my head, you know, from hitting the, the bus. <laughs>
1: the little window. <laughs> the little
0: bus window. And I'm going to call that Pounder. I'm going to call it Pounder because <laughs> I'm trying to not pound myself against the, the, the bus window. And, uh, yeah, I have that thought a lot because I just want to sleep on my bus ride home. That's a,
1: Very good. You got
0: Pounder and I rub down. <laughs>
1: It's not I rub Down, it's oh, Relax. Sorry. Oh, we're just it's rela- the Relax app. I disagree.
0: I think if we're gonna have a business meeting about it.
1: <laughs> oh god. Oh, we're a dress with nothing underneath. <laughs> okay. Yep. Relaxer
0: slash rub down and pounder.
1: Jesus. On to the next uh film. <sighs> what the fuck Teenage is Teenage mutant ninja turtles in three, two, one, go. Righty
0: gang circa 1990 a movie comes out featuring costumes and masks well they have costumes yeah, in 1990 they, yeah man in film Co- costumes Damn. and masks and everyone's oiled up uh there's like everyone is like it has weird sexual tension and like new york city Why big do you have hair. sexual tension there's, okay, oh cuz it's the 90s yeah, yeah yeah it
1: sounds like we're going into 50 shades freed
0: right now. <laughs> no no this is just teenage mutant ninja <laughs> turtles uh okay i'm going to do the synopsis okay Yes. Okay, here we go. Four turtles, some ooze, a tiny rat, get they all get in the ooze and they all become really big and veiny and the rat gets kidnapped by ninjas that live in New York. Uh oh. So what happens? The turtles have to have to save their rat dad and all of New York from total destruction. Not total destruction, but just kids stealing stuff. That's the synopsis. That's the synopsis. So, man, I've seen this movie so many times. When we watched it, I was quoting little things and stuff. I was just so excited for Luke to watch it. Anytime he went to go on his phone, I was like, "No, stop! Don't go on your phone." Luke, tell me about this. I need to know what you what
1: you think. I was honestly, Alex is so excited. Right I am. Now I'm very to talk about this. I really liked it. I thought it was super fun. Um it was like a low stakes really fun like comic book fan movie. Yeah. You know, it was like very it felt very much dedicated to people that are really into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. They weren't really shy with who the turtles were. They didn't try to make them like something else like they the, like they did with the TMNT movies that came out I think in like 2014 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um It very much felt like kind of a pure sort of adaptation of the comic book reality of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm not super familiar with them other than, like, knowing about it. I've, like, never really read a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic or anything like that. I've seen some clips of the the DC animated movie that they made recently where they pair up with Batman. Yeah. Uh, But that's really as far as I've really dove into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think I watched some of the – when I was a little kid, I think I watched some of the cartoon. Sure. That was out as well, but yeah, it's like it feels like a really faithful adaptation. It's super fun. Um, it takes itself just seriously enough, you know, exactly. for the people for the people that love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and it knows what it is, you know. Yeah, it doesn't try hard. It doesn't try too hard to like manufacture stakes or. And there are stakes to the movie. There are some. Good they are steaks, a family, yeah. you know, and you and you can feel that. Um, I was really impressed by the practical effects of this film. Yeah, uh, like the, the the puppets that they used, or I guess the suits that they used for the turtles, and the the suit that they made for um, for Master Splinter. Yeah, I thought those were really good, and they looked, for me, it was like the best live action adaptation of what they would look like. <laughs> yeah, <honestly. laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, because like CGI just feels kind of strange. You know, I'm sure now like done the right way, it would be good, mm-hmm. but it just felt right. It felt good to, to see them like, like they're touchable, touchable things. Exactly. They're like actual physical beings yeah. in the world. So that was cool. There's a
0: lot to be said for that sort of aspect of just like film right now. Like I yeah. wouldn't be like, I think if they redid it, they, there is a good version of that. That would like yeah, really, they really could do that. work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, for one, I want to, I want to talk to you about like the relationships. Sure. Because, of course, the four turtles are just, like, characters of, like, the brainy one, the, like, party one, the kind of angry one, and, like, the leader. Um, and the story itself is really just about, for some reason, is just, like, fathers connecting with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, most of it. Yeah. Like, even with the, the villain and you have the sub-character of, like, Danny and his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about that? Do you think it was, like...
1: I thought it was really cool. I thought they examined the relationships really well. I mean, I think there could have been more like direct interaction between Danny and his dad. Yeah. Um, but it's a movie about the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Like you don't really need to bog it down with like these human problems. You know, oh. we we knew we knew enough to like understand the stakes for Danny and his dad. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I liked that. I really liked the relationship that the turtles had with Master Splinter. It really felt like it kind of felt like a less than a I mean, it is like a father son relationship, but it kind of feels like a grandpa grandkids kind of relationship it to does, me. Yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was really great how they did all that. All right.
0: Well, who is your favorite turtle? My do, favorite and, turtle. And do I you have? We gonna... I, do you
1: have a favorite scene? Oh, that's kind of hard. Uh, my my favorite scene. I'll start off with favorite scene. My favorite scene is when um, it, it's near the end of the film when Master Splinter gets freed from his. Like warehouse jail, um, and I'm like assuming he's like barely eaten, he's barely drank anything, but he like comes on the roof and he's ready to fuck up Shredder after Shredder's been beating the absolute shit out of his grandchildren, <laughs> and he like like Shredder charges at him and he just yeets him off the roof into a trash compactor, like, like no <laughs> effort required, yeah. like he's just he he is the he's he is the alpha and the omega. He is master of Kung Fu. Like, he can't be stopped.
0: Honestly, like, like, I don't think Shredder got a fair shake, dude. Because imagine, like, I mean, sure, he did, like, a shitty thing, whatever. But, like, owner of this guy has a rat. Scratches the shit out of your face. You have a big scar. And, like... I mean, he did kill him. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, 15 years later, though, you're on the roof. And you turn around, and that, rat's and that there.
1: rat is a man. When <laughs> he knows kung fu better than you, <laughs> like,
0: like that's crazy. That's a humbling moment. No, that is like, like literally. I'm like, if you compare it, like imagine going on the street and like, not that a pigeon would do it, but a pigeon like pecks your eye out. Yeah, and you're like, God, ah, that fucking pigeon. Yeah, and 15 years later, that pigeon has veins and is like, I,
1: I'm just as good as you. Yeah, or even worse. You kill a cockroach in your New York City apartment. Oh, no. 25 years later, you're a felon and you get sent to Mars <laughs> and you see the fucking terror. It's terra- waiting on terra- you. Fo- you, see, you see fucking Professor Hulk-sized cockroaches ready to beat you up. If you guys haven't listened to our first ever podcast, we do discuss that film. Uh, you can feel free to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, like, simultaneously it's, – it's funny because I think that's, like, simultaneously my favorite part of the film. And also, like, I wish so desperately that we got, like, a crazy kung fu battle between Shredder and Master Splinter. Yeah. Like, it does kind of feel like – it's good for, like, a standalone movie. I think in terms of, like, if if this was, like – like studios are like constantly like salivating over like superhero sequels now. Mm-hmm. I feel like it in that way. It was a bit of a waste of Shredder. Like to end it like that. Oh, he comes back. Oh, he does come back. Mm-hmm. So never mind. <laughs> so never. <laughs> he mind. He does come back. Never mind then. Um, because yeah. Shredder's because Shredder's like the quintessential. Yeah. Villain. He's like the villain. He's the guy. And this you know? this Splinter is
0: tr- is like too frail. To, like, he's, an old, fight, he's kind fight, of an, fight, an older like, man. He's yeah. an old man. Yeah, but Casey Casey Jones like does essentially kill him. I mean, like outside yeah. of me telling, but he goes, "Oops!" Yeah, Empties and just the, compacts know? him. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy.
1: I, I also do think, um, and and feel free to interject. I feel like I'm I'm talking too much about this film. It's okay, but I really like honestly, um, Shredder's criminal enterprise was actually kind of genius, because he's just having a bunch of kids do, like, small-time misdemeanor crimes. Like petty theft and basically, shit. Basically, like, shit yeah. that the DA would let them off for, mm-hmm. probably. Um, and he's, like, just getting them all together, all this shit, so he can sell, like, huge bulk orders. He doesn't even give them shit. money. He gives no. them cigarettes and video games. Yeah, like, that's all he, gives he, he does. Them, he gives them Baja Blast, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like... And he's, then trains them to fight. Yeah. Like, that's all yeah. they he's, do. He's giving them fucking, like, snack packs, like, little Debbie cakes, and Baja <laughs> Blast for their hard-earned uh, theft. Ugh, you know? Wild, dude. Um,
0: what did you think? Of, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit because I feel like I have Yeah, haven't. for sure. Um, my favorite side character is Casey, and then it's, like, Shredder's right-hand
1: man. I like Shredder's right hand man. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like my favorite scene in this whole movie is the initial like the first like twenty to thirty minutes, it's like grounded enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean of course it goes to a million places with like ninjas and all this bullshit, but like my two favorite scenes are the are the very first one when April gets attacked and it's just a blackout and you hear them like Whoo! Like you just yeah, like, that's really fun. You just hear the and you don't see and them that's before at all. You ever see the turtles? Right? No, and that's why it's brilliant. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's like ninja shit. Like you don't like the big turtles from the Michael Bay. Like they like anytime they like do a flip and land on a building, it shakes the whole motherfucker. Like that's not how it should be. Yeah, it's not how it they're should be. ninjas. They're ninjas. So like that scene is always really cool to me. And then my second favorite scene is in Central Park when Raphael fights uh, Casey. That's a good one, too. That's, yeah. like, just, like... And,
1: and Raphael is my favorite turtle in this movie. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's my favorite, too. And then uh, uh, Donatello is my favorite
1: Yeah, outside of that, yeah. I think. I feel like Raphael just has, like, the most that he does. Like, he's one of the only turtles that, like, goes off on his own. Oh, yeah. It's and discovers like, It's very focused on him. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, because um, he has the most... He Like, out of all the turtles, I mean, in this movie, at least... He has the most like soul searching to do. Like, yeah, he has the most like emotional. Conflict he is, like he's just the most all. angry. Yeah,
0: and he doesn't understand why. Yeah, and that's like something. I mean, even the other brothers are like, yeah, he just he's like that. That's just how he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't really. I'm trying to think like what really brings him back from that because there is a point he does. I don't know if it's after he gets that ass whooping on the roof. I think
1: it's after kind of after they save him. He kind of mellows out and is more of a team player yeah you know even though i don't think he necessarily like directly addresses it but he's like oh shit like i am kind of in over my head like i need the help of my brothers to handle this yeah and
0: that scene and then also the scene where like they hold hands and uh splinter like becomes one with the force
1: yeah that's nice too yeah i really thought splinter died there yeah, because he was, was like my upset. final words are this. Like, I was I very upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Luke was really invested in Splinter, man.
1: I was. I uh, I think Splinter is my favorite character in this. Yeah, film. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just like the the Master Yoda of it all. Yeah, like what he says something like it is it is a father's nature to love his son, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Danny. Good.
0: Also, what was it like seeing? Uh, oh man, we just talked about him in uh, Three Billboards.
1: Oh, Sam, Sam Rockwell? Rockwell? Yeah. That was a pleasant surprise. I mean, they don't have him do much in this. No, but, you know? like,
0: he was still working, man. Like, yeah. that's, like, I
1: don't know. It was know. definitely Sam Rockwell in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> yeah, leading, for sure. leading a gang of children. Yeah. <laughs> dude, all they want is cigarettes he, and love. As like he would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, I don't – That's really all any 90s kid wanted, you know? Yeah. Just a, 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 a cigarette and some love. Yeah.
0: But, like, I, I appreciate this movie so much because, like – any movie, any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie outside of this is just so, like, it's kid-centric, almost, that, like, this movie is not so much kid-centric. Sure. Like, like do you know what I'm I mean, I'm it's saying? definitely kid-friendly. I mean, yeah, it's kid-friendly, but I mean, like...
1: It feels like kid-friendly in the way that, like, the Spider-Man... Films are like the toby Maguire Spider-Man films yes, exactly. are exactly you know
0: where it's like there's, there's real life shit happening yeah but I mean there is a lesson to be learned and like appreciation to have yeah and that's why I've I just I love this movie this is a favorite for me um yeah man I know I, I the one thing that always gets me is the the Dominoes guy just like yeah they're, they're they do fuck him up. <laughs> yeah that is
1: the one. That's that's the one red flag that the turtles have. They're just, they're fucking mooches. They're, mooches, they're big dude. mooches. Dude. I mean, I guess
0: they don't have jobs or anything, but like, they're
1: enormous can't. mooches. They could take <laughs> donations. Come he, on,
0: he was waiting on that
1: pizza guy to be late too. He was like just sitting right there with his popsicle yeah. in his mouth. He's like, and honestly, mm. the only reason he was really late because he didn't realize he was delivering to the sewer. <laughs> you know, he found the sewer pretty fucking well. And the turtles like, are like, "You fucking idiot!" Yeah. <laughs> Treating him like some asshole. <laughs> like for the worst DoorDash customers of all time. Yeah, Come on, guys. You you can do better. I blame I blame Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, Mikey, I blame was, Mikey, an for that Mikey was an, 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 an asshole. Mikey's a bad influence yeah. in this film.
0: Wait, okay, so you, so Raphael's your favorite turtle. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite like weapon? are notable weapons.
1: Oh. You have the staff, the katanas, I think the staff and... is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I kept saying I thought it was in, funny how they have the katanas in the film, but they, like, don't kill anyone. Nobody gets stabbed. You know? <laughs> it's like, switch it out, man. Like, <laughs> use a blunt object or something. I don't <laughs> if you're know. You're not going to kill someone. It's like a those, taser, like. maybe. You know? Oh, God. What yeah. if, what if uh, they just had, like, a Glock? Yeah. <laughs> like one of them. it's like i only sh- i only need cap splinter should have a glock for sure
0: yeah he's protecting four children in the sewer yeah when they came in i don't think he needs it like
1: a, like like master splinter for sure knows the wooshy finger hold <laughs> like <laughs> he, does. he, d- he doesn't need to keep a thing on him. he knows he
0: knows the crane kick from fucking karate, karate kid, kid. Yeah. yeah exactly he, he's he trained mr
1: miyagi yeah like or they like they're they're like pen pals or something mm-hmm. you know no, it
0: was it's 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 a good movie. Yeah, it, it still remains one of my favorites. I was really
1: happy to watch it.
0: Uh, all
1: right, give me the score, man. Score on this? I'll give this. Uh... Oh man, I, I mean, considering the time it came out, when like all superhero movies were like pretty bad, garbage, like pretty universally bad, I would I'd give this like uh... I give it like an eight point seven. Yeah, I really, yeah. I thought it was, it was good, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Like, I, I'm sure that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans like really like this film. Mm-hmm. I would assume so, at least. It's like it's got stuff for everyone. I, I don't think there's, no, it doesn't really feel like there are really many wasted characters in this. No, it would have been. I think it would have been cool to see a little bit more from Shredder in this one. But for as many characters that they bring in, that like you don't really know about. Um like, unless you're a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a great job. Like they just they let the they they don't overexpose on anything. There's not a ton of exposition. No. There is sometimes, like with Shredder and with the ooze, but it's like it feels like a natural part of the story. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like a shoehorn thing. It doesn't feel like they're trying too hard to get people to like learn. The, mom- these, the moments like that they're not they're like, like they're they're never like this is Raphael he's mad like this is Leonardo yeah. this you know he's a leader that comes with like, all the character like and you like just get even that. the
0: stuff that's like expository like it has to happen because April's freaking the fuck out yeah and they're like no 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 I like this is this is weird and I'm gonna tell you why soon. yeah
1: um so yeah I agree with that for sure yeah no I really liked it um in terms of a beef score I think if you're like a superhero fan you should totally watch this. Mm-hmm. Um
0: what if you're not a superhero fan, Luke?
1: I think I think you can watch it too. I don't think this movie's gonna be everyone's cup of tea. No. Like there are gonna be some people who are like, I do I really feel like watching, you know, grown people wear turtle costumes and fight against the Foot Clan for an <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah. Uh maybe not. Sure. But I think it's a f- really fun movie and I think if you're if you wanna just have fun watching um a really well done comic book adaptation that came out in a time where comic book movies were not good you should definitely check it out um in that regard i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it some wagyu beef with some real good ponzu ponzu sauce
0: yeah oh he drops on but yeah yeah good 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 that makes my heart happy <laughs> i know he's like well if you're not a turtle fan if you're not in it listen if you want to have
1: fun watch the movie
0: yeah if you want to, like i I don't know, man, I just like it's such a specific style it is, and I love like the haziness of the nineties in it and seeing New York that way um yeah, they did a good job of making New York pretty grungy, yeah, for sure. I love it, man um for me i I'm not going to give it a ten out of ten i but I've been watching this my whole
1: life inner child from him gets a 10 out of ten it gets an eleven out of ten,
0: yeah that's my you know, the first overboard score. Um, but like as an adult, an 8.8. 8. Wow. I have to give it a point higher than Luke. I have yeah. to, um, c- just cause it's been with me for so long. Um, in terms of, in terms of beef score, give me, uh, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think, <sighs> I want to give this like a
1: Philly cheesesteak.
0: Mm. You know what I no, mean? No, you got to
1: give it a chopped cheese if it's in New a York. A chopped man. cheese. You got to give it a chopped cheese if it's in New York. You're right. I still
0: can't. haven't had one. I still haven't had
1: one. The turtles will eat the a... fuck out of a chopped out cheese. A chopped they do cheese. chopped cheese Tuesdays, I bet. Yeah. Pizza every other day, though. Well,
0: we're getting it like the Aki way. You know, like those. Uh, the Aki yeah, way. like the TikTok videos. Yes, sir. We're going a little bit overboard on it, baby. And it's going to be so <laughs> bad can't for you. But so... <laughs> can't forget it, the Can't forget the babes. And then Mikey's like, never, never, never. So, so yeah, uh, that's where I'm going to leave Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, wow, this was like a strange combination. Man. It was
1: a very strange combination. I
0: can't believe I was so flustered at the beginning of this. I know. And I wish I would have calmed down, but it was just – we were literally 15 minutes off of watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, but thank Alex you, Alex was Fifty
1: Shades of Anxious. I was
0: Fifty Shades of Anxious, yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining us on the 11th episode of The Bucket of Beef Show. Uh, if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, please make sure to, uh, you know, consider it. It's only $3.99. Uh, we're doing, uh, what's the name of the, uh, the series we're doing over uh, we are doing The Bucket of Spooks. Yeah, and we just watched a movie called Deadstream. Our next movie is Jeepers Creepers, so if you enjoy horror movies, come join us over there. Um, find us on Instagram and YouTube uh, at the same name, Bucket of B Show. We're also on Amazon now. Yes, Amazon Podcasts. Yes, we are. Um, so, yeah. Also, Freddie gave us an outro, too, for our podcast.
1: Before we get to that, we're going to give a quick <sighs> shout-out to our patrons. Uh, this channel really is uh, brought to you guys by our patrons. Uh, it, if anyone does want to consider uh, joining up as well, please feel free. Yeah. No intense pressure, but it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we're just going to go through a quick shout-out here uh, because we appreciate all these people very, very much. Shout-out to Julia. Dwight. Adam. Julia L. Dina. Brittany. Olga. Rick. Nicole. Nikita. And Nicholas. Thank you guys very much uh, for helping us have fun and make this podcast. We really enjoy working on this for you guys. Hope you enjoyed listening. My name is Luke Hodson. My name is Alex Morrison. And take a listen to this beefy outro
0: we'll see you on the 12th episode enjoy
1: ending of the pod he's a liar he's a liar beef bottom of the barrel bottom of the bucket bottom of the bucket yeah beef seasoned to perfection divine too wet beef It's a
0: masterpiece, baby.